Hello, hello, hello. How are you? How you doing? How's it going? Welcome to another episode of Vividly Speaking. With who else but me, Dr. Vivid. You know how much I love meeting here with you in this space. This space where we talk about all things mental health and wellness. All things life. We throw in some humor, we throw in some music, some relaxation, and most of all, we take time to focus on you and have a real conversation. No taboos here. No shush, shush, hush here. We're going to talk about it all. So what are we waiting for? Let's get into the episode. Well, all right, how you doing? How's your mental health? How's your physical health? Your spiritual health? And dare I ask, how's your financial health doing? Now, if you tell me, ooh, sis, not so great. It's not so great. I am speaking it into existence that this time for you be temporary. And the relief the blessings, and the push you need meet you where you are. And if you're like, sis, (laughs) we good over here. Congratulations. Congratulations. Success, ease, and getting it how you live look good on you. (laughs) It it has been a time, y'all. It has been a time. (laughs) All the planets were retrograding. Have you been getting into little tiffs? Have you just, do you just wake up confused? (laughs) What goes on here? (laughs) Are people from your past trying to skedaddle their way back into your life? Are you wondering if it's time for a career change, a change a move to a new city, a new state, a new country. Child, the planet said we are going to retrograde. We are going to retrograde you so hard that we're going to make you feel like you're drowning in Gatorade. No, you're not drowning in Gatorade. This is not the game winner. This is life being chaotic. (laughs) For those of us who believe... But anywho, I just, ah, a lot of things have been going on. I'm working on a lot of projects for you guys. Um, At the time of this episode, I am preparing for my partnership, my collab with Euphoria Healing and Wellness, DC's only Canna Spa. You know, it's one of my favorite places to visit. Once a week, I visit them for Wellness Wednesdays where I go and drop in. It's some of my favorite flowers, some of my favorite, you know, I love to refer to it as Jesus, Devante, Christ infused juice, <laughs> libations. But I also go in for CBD and THC healing uh, remedies such as oils, salves, um, body butters for my pain associated with my chronic pain and other um, muscular and 
<sighs> just body, just body conditions to just be having me out here hurt. And also, it feels really good to rub yourself down with some good old CBD products after these hit workouts I do. Shout out to my crazy ass trainer, Melissa. And I love just the vibe. They're great people. Every single staff member is hella knowledgeable when it comes to cannabis and also when it comes to bodily wellness. Um, I also go there for my massages and my stretches, which are really good. If you can get a massage once a week, once a week, too much for you once a month. Um, and I go to them after I go to the chiropractor, which just is a blessing to my body. I'm just so excited that I get to bring you Can I Catch a Break? Um, we're going to talk about wellness. We're going to talk about uh, cannabis and how it, it can help you in terms of stress management. We're also going to talk about breathing techniques, relaxation, coping strategies, and tools. We're going to feast on some good brunch bites and have us a good time in a 420 friendly environment. And then that evening, that night, baby, I'm going to be at our all night Shaw with Team Racine Productions. Yes, the one and only Racine Pendarvis, uh, the icon. I'm going to be there for Art All Night Shaw for sights and sounds. I'm going to be pumping, 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 pumping the runway, the runway in the fashion show and also assisting this magnificent production team. So if you are in the DC area or you can get to the DC area, both of these events are free. Can I Catch a Break is from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time. And Art All Night Shaw is 7 p.m. to 3 a.m. Yeah, yeah. So now that I've caught you up on everything, and of course, I'm going to include some links in the episode notes. <laughs> you know what time it is. You know what we're about to get into. You've been here with me. And if you don't, you haven't. Just listen. Get into it. What's happening? <laughs> Baby, what goes on here? Here. Um I'm just I'm I'm I was scrolling on Quincy Bronson's internet and my friends and I were discussing the uh the rapper Erica Banks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you may know her as the the girl who dropped that song Buss It. Is that even the name of the song? That's all I know sis from. And signing to Meg's old label with her shysty, you know, those shysty motherfuckers. But um she decided that she was going to get on Issa Rae's internet and make a declaration. And it went a little something like this. If she don't look how I want her to look physically, I don't want her to come because the look of everything is so important to me. I want to give you some context. When she's talking about I don't want her to come, she's talking about she doesn't want certain women to go to the club with her or be around her in a party environment. 
let me get back to what the hell she was saying out of her mouth. Like, if she ain't thick enough, nope. Hair not dead good enough, nope. Can't dress, nope. Uh, skinny, nope. And it's like, I don't feel like I'm discriminating. Pause for the cause. If that thought popped in your mind, you probably, you know what, let's let's keep going. I'm going to come back to it. Um, I don't feel like I'm discriminating. I just want a certain type of look. She could be the sweetest girl ever I ever met in my life. But if she don't look the part, I don't want her to come. Like, that's just not the vibe I'm on. Now, she can come to the cookout. She can come to the listening party. But the club, I feel like bitches got to look a certain way to come. Erica, sweetheart, darling, beloved, you're a fucking mean girl. And I don't like that for you. That's mean girl ass behavior. To say, I'm a body shame you. I'm going to maybe even poverty shame you. I am going to just tear you to shreds and discard you. I'm not going to take you out in public with me because you're not fitting the bill. Erica, baby, there is someone out there that feels like you don't fit the bill. But at least they're not saying to your face. <laughs> that I value you, but only behind the scenes, only in the dark. I hope that every friend that you have in your circle heard that message loud and clear and is taking their time to distance themselves from you. And when I say taking their time, I mean they're going and deleting all fucking memories of you out of their phone. They are blocking you and they are realizing that you on some other shit that is not healthy. Don't mean girl and then say, oh, it's not discriminating. I don't think it's discriminating. Literally, you are based on their physical appearance. Grow up and handle those insecurities that you're battling. Because if you are ready to discard a good friend because she ain't got the curves that you think make her a bad bitch, you're not really because a true bad bitch knows that a bad bitch comes in many shapes, forms, colors, sizes, and aesthetics. Get off of Quinta Brunson's internet with this foolishness. We just came off of a powerful ass Emmy running. You on the internet. Give me your phone. Give me your phone. What's happening? All right, y'all. <laughs> We're just going to go ahead and jump right into this week's main topic because I feel like I need to say it with my chest. I need to talk about this. I've been, I've been pacing the floors ready to record this episode for you. I think last time I talked to you guys, I told you I had some, um, some family shit that popped up and it's still, it's still there. It's still in the air. And I wanted to talk to you about protecting your peace, using your petty wisely, (laughs) and how you should always remember that though people will have oodles and kits and caboodles to say about your life, you are the only one who can live it. 
You are the only one who knows the ins and outs, the experiences that have molded your beliefs about yourself, about the world, about how you should interact with other people, about how you should go about your vision. You live this life. And as I examined my run-ins with my family over the last two weeks, three weeks or so, I also had to examine myself and go, how much space are you allowing what they're saying to you and about you to take up? Because that space, that space is meant for something else. Something that deserves your attention, deserves your energy. And when family, um, when family start familying, you know what I mean? <laughs> when saying things about your parenting, um, who you choose to love, where you choose to work, you, you know, your degrees, you're, you're not having degrees, you're going through this path, you're living in this place. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I, I hear you saying a lot, but what are you willing to do to contribute to these changes that you want me to make that would impact me on a whole different level than they would impact you? You want me to make changes so... You can be comfortable when I'm already comfortable and thriving where I am. Seems like you got some shit you need to work on. (laughs) And you're trying to make this a me issue. It's a you issue. It's an antiquated thought issue. It's a generational curse and belief issue. I always tell people the change agents, the spell breakers, the chain breakers of the families always have this moment or multiple moments in their lives where they feel like I am really misunderstood. You feel like the black sheep for doing nothing but living your life or presenting an alternate, you know, scenario, uh, a different schema than your family's used to. And listen, generational curses and rigid beliefs, mindsets will have you thinking, damn, am I am am I living the way I should? Why do they have so much to say? They have so much to say because the things that you are doing are reminding them of the things that they aren't. Your freedom is a threat. I'm going to repeat that again for the people in the back. Your freedom is a threat. How dare you be that free in my face when I'm struggling with what freedom with what freedom means to me? How dare you be happy when I'm settling for being content? And that contentment is something that I force <laughs> when I'm around other people. It's not real. How dare you Take the steps that you need to take to improve your well-being, your life, and go after the shit that you want and you deserve while I'm still struggling with making decisions about who I want to be and what that looks like for me. Your freedom is a threat to me. 
And families, oh my gosh, families, they love, (laughs) they love to tell you when they're threatened, but they don't tell you I feel threatened. Instead, they say that you're crazy, Um, we ain't raised you this way, what are you doing, who you talking to that got you thinking, and it's, and you, I'm talking about you doing simple shit. Like being in a healthy relationship, going to school, going to work, raising your kids, going, <laughs> you know, going to the job that you love for yourself. But they got something to say. Sometimes you see this when you put some distance between yourself and your family. And that may be purposeful because you know the curses that float around, you know, the rigid belief systems. Or it may be because I am so busy working on myself, I am not enmeshed. (laughs) I don't have time to be enmeshed. I don't have time to be right up under y'all. I just don't have time. So they're threatened by that as well. How dare you not fall in line and look the part for us when we want you to look the part. Because we can act like you don't exist most of the time too. But when we are ready to acknowledge you exist, you better jump in line. Family can be wild, y'all. I'm a, you know, I'm always transparent. Transparency queen called me scotch tape. <laughs> but um, my family tough tussle is, well, it's not really a tussle because they fight with themselves. Um, I have a a brother and a cousin, we're all in our 30s, that don't approve of me being polyamorous, don't approve, don't like the fact that I'm queer, Um, say shit like, how could you, any man that you're talking to only wants you for your little money, say shit like, who, who, what white people you've been around to make you think like this? Um, your way of thinking is dumb. They should take your degrees back. Um, any woman who thinks like that is a whore. What else was I told? Um, it was a lot of Ke- Kevin Samuel ass shit. <laughs> Shout out to my other cousin for that reference as well. Um, I was told that I had mental health issues and I'm going through something that my family needs to pray for me and get me out of. Um, I was told I was crazy all because I asked why my family hadn't informed me of the secret uncle <laughs> that I told y'all about in the last episode. And it became, you know, I told you it, it turned into, um, let's try to pick you apart because we're wrong. So instead of focusing on the matter at hand, I'm gonna focus on some shit I wanna get off my chest. And it was giving ill. It was giving messy queen ill realness. Um, at first I was hurt by it. And then there was a new go-round. There was a second go-round a couple days ago. And it was more of the same, like, trying to minimize and minimize my life experiences, demean me and my education, um, you know, talk about my parenting skill, 
all this crazy shit that people who don't know me (laughs) beyond what they knew of me from the ages of probably four to about 22, maybe 25, I'm 34 years old now. So things have changed over the last 10 years. I've been married and divorced. I've had, you know, two children, beautiful little girls who love running my pockets up. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But I also have worked a lot on my healing and what freedom looks like to me. Emotional freedom, sexual freedom, financial freedom, free ass black girl stuff. And I realized that due to antiquated beliefs and generational curses, they won't be able to see my freedom as true freedom. And that's okay. I don't need you to see it the way I see it because this is my life. I just ask you not to disrespect me or my life. Child, it got wild. These mothers told me that I'm not performing my womanly duties. I said, what in the sen- <laughs> what in the Game of Thrones bed winch are we talking about? <laughs> it was wild. It was wild. And I realized as I was going through the chat, it was more than me being queer. It was more than me being poly. It was me being a woman and standing in my shit and being like, No, that's not how it is. No, you, that's not actually a definition of that. No, you will not talk to me like that. A lot of family feels like they can't hear no. They can't hear no. Family means you can't hear no. You out of your fucking mind. If you are wrong, if you encroach upon a boundary, I don't care if you my aunt, my mama, rest in peace to my daddy. I don't care if you're the angel Gabriel. I'm going to check you because my boundaries are my boundaries. And my hardest boundary is I don't stand for direct disrespect. You can sneak this all you want. Because you, you could do that. You could subtweet. You could do whatever. You can, you can send some gossip around. It's not in my face. You know not to bring it to my face. But once it comes to my face, I have to let you know about yourself because you have crossed a boundary And you got to do that with family sometimes, you know? And I know sometimes you don't want to say things because you don't want to create more chaos or more conflict. And some of us don't want to be turned into the victim. I was accused of uh, playing the victim because I said that people were being disrespectful. (laughs) You know, that's the thing about being a woman is my experience as a cisgender black woman. A man will gaslight you so quick. Not all men. I'm talking about a man who is insecure, has narcissistic traits, manipulative traits, or has been coddled and been told by whatever people in their lives that they are God's gift to the earth. They will gaslight you because you represent everything (laughs) that scares them. Someone who is 
not as insecure as they are, someone who stands in their shit proudly, someone who speak up, even if they know it's going to come with pushback, you are scary. You are a threat. So they will try to gaslight you to hell, (laughs) to hell, baby. And don't let that shit work. Let them keep talking. I activated my petty card. And while they were trying to find all these reasons to demean me and be disrespectful, I just dropped all my accolades and the shit I'm working on in the group chat and exited stage left. It was giving very much, but what are you doing with your energy while I'm focusing mine (laughs) on shit that matters? Family will do that. They will, they will have whole conversations about you on a regular basis or try to drag things out, exhausting all of this energy when they could be doing something productive, when they can be doing something that would further a legacy, that would make the family stronger. But because they're threatened, they work to dismantle what they are telling you they're trying to protect. They're not trying to protect their the family. They're trying to protect their pride, their ego. I feel like this conversation is a love letter to the black sheep of whatever families out there. To all the black sheep, to the queers, to the weirds, to the neurodivergence, to the loners, to the people who did it differently, to the people who went left when their family went right, to the kid who wanted to be a a comedian or an illustrator instead of an accountant or a doctor, to the kid, the, the adult out there who is into cosplay, comics, and fantasy world. To the person out there who left their job and their city just to see if they could really make it on their own, uh, on the outside of their family's gaze. I see you and I hear you. And I know that sometimes it gets rough because you feel like the people that should love you the most hurt you the most. So you use distance and avoidance because that is a safe coping mechanism for you. I see you. I hear you. Shit, we all in this club together. I am you. (laughs) I want you to understand that you have to do the things in life that make sense for you. What sense would it make for me to go back to the style of relationships I was in years ago that didn't serve me, that left me feeling emotionally unfulfilled, that made me feel like I was suppressing parts of myself, that did factor into my divorce. What good would it be for me to hide parts of myself from my children the children 
that I am responsible for raising, the children that I am responsible for guiding. I have to guide them through the world. So to lie, to suppress, to hide parts of myself from them, it's, it's just not, it's not productive. Because what will they get from that? I have to shrink myself to be accepted. I have to lie to the world, to myself to be accepted. Oh no, not on my watch. What good is it to try to follow a path that your family is creating for you when you don't even want to walk that way? And nothing along that journey seems fulfilling. to stop living for people in your bloodline and live for the person who's dealing with the blood, sweat, and tears. You. You. Live for you. Unapologetically. Loud. And if you feel like you want to change something, you do it for you. If you feel like you want to pivot or edit, you do it for you. If you feel like you want to transition to a new era in your life, you do it for you. But don't you ever change for other people. Because you lose yourself. Every time you try to adjust for people who don't know what your true experiences are who don't know your deepest, darkest secrets, desires, your L's, your W's on a real level. Not what you see on Instagram, what you post on Facebook. No, they don't know you on a deeper level. Don't try to change for people who wouldn't change an opinion for you. Don't try To go out of your way. To make people feel comfortable. That went out of their way. To make you feel uncomfortable. Why are you catering to their needs. When they are trampling. On yours. Disrespecting yours. Don't trade your merry for misery because people in your life are threatened by your freedom, are threatened by your vision, are threatened by your drive, are threatened by your growth, are threatened by your development. That's a them problem. That's not a you problem. Does it hurt sometimes? Oh, absolutely. But you know what would hurt more? You not living authentically. You not walking in your truth. You not being who you're called to be, who you know yourself to be. Who you aspire to be, who you are working to be. Protect your peace. And sometimes, 
<laughs> I was about to say something really serious, but the next thought that popped in my head after protect your peace and it was prepare your petty. <laughs> so I just want you to know that in effort to protect my peace and prepare, I'm preparing the hell out of my petty. So I'm going to share every win with my family. I used to minimize how much I share because there's already this calm, this this idea that I feel like I'm better than people, which I've never said. And you know, that's not how I roll, but that's their internal shit that I made my shit and I'm returning it to sender. Um, so I'm going to share every fucking accolade loud. I'm not hiding anymore. I'm not minimizing anymore for people's feelings. And you'll be like, oh, Dr. Vivid, you? Yeah. Sometimes I've, I've done it. <laughs> I am also um, preparing my petty because when I show up at this family gathering in the next week, I am going to wear the gayest, queerest, meest outfit possible. I am going to show how loving my kids are towards me, how loving I am towards them, and how I (laughs) will read you for filth without even opening my mouth. (laughs) I am introducing my new uncle. If you listened to the last episode, you know that's what I'm calling him. My new uncle to one of my partners when I meet his wife. Baby, if you want to shake the table, I'm going to flip it. (laughs) Sometimes you got to throw a little petty right before you step off and continue walking in your peace. So to all of you who I've addressed in today's main convo, I leave you with this. Therapeutically and respectfully, fuck those people. And you be the greatest version of you you deserve to be. Because you work for it. Your freedom is beautiful. They need to go to therapy to process them threats. Brah! It's time for well mail, well mail, a well well, a well well. Hey, yo, that one pops up more often than not. So like, I know y'all be hating on my jingle jangle sometimes, but like, let that one fly. Anyway, <laughs> this is the part of the episode where I go into these TikTok streets, the Instagram streets, the Twitter streets, the Facebook streets, and. Definitely in my inbox, you know, at contact at drvivid.com. And I read questions and topics that you want me to address on my little podcast right here. So, where'd we go? Of course, you know, I went to the, the, the fave. I went to the TikTok streets. Um, and... I gotta, I gotta tell you, the TikTok streets 
they're kind, but sometimes they are confused. But <laughs> here we go. Actually, this is, is, is a twofer because um, I posted a video about what gentle parenting is not. And I know a lot of you guys, well, I'm not going to say that a lot of you may not know. The concept of gentle parenting um, has become, mm, we, it's been getting more attention, especially during the pandemic. And then especially in the last year and a half, we've been talking about strategies that don't involve severe punishment or lots of aggression or yelling when it comes to parenting your children. And I say every parent parents differently, but there's this idea that gentle parenting means you are a fucking punk. <laughs> You're a pushover. So um, after I posted the video on Instagram and TikTok, a lot of folks slid into the comments and the DMs and were like, so... Does the fact that I sometimes yell at my kid or I pop my child make me a bad parent? Mm, I wouldn't say you're a bad parent. I like to steer away from you're a bad parent, you're a good parent. Because bad parents don't parent their kids. You know? I can say that you can use different tools that will exhaust less effort. I'm not going to sit here and, and lie to y'all and say I've never yelled at my kids. I've never raised my voice at my kids. That is a ball-faced lie, right? However, when I do have moments where I lose my cool, I go back to my children and I talk to them about how I was wrong, how I could have handled it better, and what I was really trying to convey. And we have a conversation about what happened. That doesn't make me a punk. <laughs> that doesn't make me soft. That means I care about my children's feelings. Caring about your children's feelings and choosing to not jump to physical punishment or yelling or cussing and fussing first, it saves you more energy. <laughs> you have to remember that your children are humans. And as little humans, they still deserve big respect. And gentle parenting just acknowledges the fact that we should respect our kids in terms of how we communicate with them, how we interact with them, and how we love them, how we guide them, how we teach them. So, no, I don't think you're a bad parent. I think you're parenting the best way you know how. But I also think that you're probably not using some of the cool tools that you could be because you're just so used to using the ones that you are using now. And sometimes we got to break a few habits to see some real change and see things move a little bit easier for us. So no, you're not a bad parent. Because if you were a bad parent, you wouldn't be asking me that question. You wouldn't give a damn. But we all can use some work. Shit, even me. <laughs> we all can do better. So, thank you guys for all of the inbox traffic off of that one. If you want to submit a topic or question for Well Mail, hit me up in these TikTok, Instagram, Facebook streets. Or, you know, send that email right to contact at drvivid.com. Oh.
What up, what up, what up, what up, it's time to take a beat. What up, what up, what up, what up, it's time to take a beat. Yeah, this is the part of the episode where I talk to you about what I've been listening to, what's been keeping me calm, what's been bringing me joy. Hey, hey, I don't know, I just felt that that in my spirit just now, but what's keeping me calm, what's bringing me joy, what's helping me reflect, what has been on repeat, what's on the playlist, y'all. I listen to Miss Mamas, aka Ari Lennox, aka DC's own age, sex, location. I think POF is one of my favorite tracks. I'm just, just gonna let you know that. And Boy Bye featuring Lucky Day is hilarious to me. I, I love it. Um, I still listen to Blessed by Glorilla. Beyonce still got a chokehold on me. We're, we're, I'm just not going to lie about that. I've listened to the Spice. Um, a lot of old and new Spice stuff, really. That's been interesting. P-Valley soundtrack, season two. When I get out and seven pounds of pressure. You know, on repeat. Also, nothing from nothing. Billy Preston, ring my bell, Anita Ward. Tear off, tear the roof off, tear the roof off the motherfucker parliament tell me something good rufus and shaka khan now that you know what i've been listening to let me know what's on your playlist let's swap some songs let's compare some beats (laughs) let's get to the rest of the episode all right all right it's now time to do it yourself this is the part of the episode where we focus on stress reduction stress relief coping strategies things that you can use in the meantime between time i'm talking about between therapy appointments or just just to help you navigate this thing called life because life be life <laughs> for sure Today in do-it-yourself land, we are going to talk about the power of the self-pump-up. Yes, the power of the self-pump-up. I am trying to talk to you about being your own DJ Khaled. You the best. You smart. I appreciate you. You loyal. When's the last time you pumped yourself up? When's the last time you've given yourself compliments and you've acknowledged yourself for who you are and what the hell you've been doing? Positive self-talk is so important and beneficial to your mental health, your self-esteem, your self-efficacy. Having moments where you really shine a light on what you're good at, um, how well you executed something, how well you persevered, your growth. Do that shit because you deserve that shit. You deserve it. So we want to practice looking in the mirror and sizing ourselves up. If you're from D.C., you know the word size. For all of you guys who are not, Size is a word for hype. We use that as our own little colloquialism. <laughs> so size yourself up. Look in the mirror and go, I'm proud of you. Dude. You you out here killing shit. You 
hate this job right now, but you out here on Indeed and ZipRecruiter every day actively looking for the goddamn job that's going to replace this goddamn hell on earth. <laughs> Look at you waking up when you don't want to start the day, but you found a million reasons to get up anyway. You crushed that last presentation. Man, that paper took a lot out of you, but you turned it in on time. Look at you. You being real with yourself and you're not overwhelming yourself. You ask for accommodations. And I know that might be a touchy thing for you to ask for help or to let other people know you need help, but you did it. And look how well you came out on the other side. You look good. You smell good. Look at your skin. Look at your hair. Look at these outfits you put together. Yes, you put on real pants today. Come on. Come on, real pants. Come on. You did the work. And you should be proud of yourself. Big up yourself. Be a cheerleader for yourself. There are so many people in my life that I love being a cheerleader for. Because I'm, that's just the girl I am. I'm that girl. I want to cheer you on. But sometimes we forget to cheer ourselves on. We are a valuable player. We can't ignore ourselves. So your DIY homework is to start acknowledging yourself out loud at least once a day. At least once a day. Damn, you did that workout. You did that. Who look at you committing to a new skill? Man, that dinner was bomb. You put you put your foot in that. You really kept your cool when the kids were trying to drive you crazy. You did that. I'm proud of you. Love on yourself, man. Big up yourself, cheer for yourself, hype yourself up, size yourself up because the rest of the world is looking at you to decide how it's going to treat you. So treat yourself nice so others will follow in your footsteps. It's now time for the cool down. This is the part of the episode where we focus on breathing, mindfulness, body awareness, relaxation, and most importantly, you. Now during the cool down, I will be asking you to do things like Take deep breaths, close your eyes, and visualize as I guide you through this experience. And it would be most helpful if you were in a place that was safe and free of distractions. Now, if 
you can't get to this right now because life is requiring a little more of you in the moment. It's okay. This is a podcast. Simply stop me, pause me, and come back to me when the distractions are low, the environment is safe, and you are ready for a moment for yourself. Let's get ready to begin. Take a deep breath in. Let it out. Take a deep breath in. Let it out. This time I would like you to close your eyes and take a slow deep breath. So we're going to take a controlled slow deep breath in and it should sound like How's that feel? And remember, when you take a deep breath, your belly should inflate like a balloon when you inhale and deflate when you exhale. So, give me one more deep breath. Slow release. In. You're doing amazing. Now with your eyes closed, I want you to imagine that you're sitting under a tree. It can be an oak tree, a palm tree, a maple tree, whatever tree speaks to you but you're sitting under this tree. You can feel the warmth of the sun, but you are shaded and protected by this tree. Take a deep breath in. As you comfortably sit under this tree, I want you to acknowledge that this spot is a safe place, free of distractions, free of danger, free of labor, free of burden. There's a wind that is blowing. There's a breeze. I want you to acknowledge the breeze. Feel it on your skin. And this time, 
when we take a deep breath, we're going to inhale, thinking of all the things we need, love, and deserve. And when we exhale, we are going to release all that tries to stand in our way, hold us back, hold us down, and burden us. We're going to exhale that and release that to the wind. Let's go. Inhale. All of the good that you are worthy of and exhale. All of the things that don't serve you, release them. One last deep breath on your own. Relax your shoulders. Release the tension in your neck by rolling your head from side to side, round and round. Roll your shoulders forward. Roll your shoulders back. Place one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly, and tell yourself quietly, I love you. Say it again, I love you. Good job. Taking a moment for yourself. This has been your cool down. All right, all right. We have made it to the end of another episode. Thank you so much for all your listens, all your subscriptions, and a big shout out to you guys because as of this week, my podcast network, Connected Podcast, has had over 1 million downloads. 1 million downloads and that's all because of you so thank you so much to everyone who listens to vividly speaking everyone who listens to rom crime everyone who listens to the um dismembering horror i don't i'm just i'm calling out the integrated schools podcast guys Latinx Can, True Fiction Project, Luke Lore, This End of Life Podcast, The Period Party, uh, I don't want to leave anybody out, Shows with Friends, Afro Tales, Truly Darkly Creepily, um, Unstandardized English, Where Should We Eat, To Heal a People, Spring Forward, did I say Celtic Strong already? <laughs> Literally a podcast. Anybody that I forgot, I'm so sorry. Beyond Trauma, did I say? I'm trying to remember my whole lineup. Essentially, you. 
Thank you for all of you for listening. Thank you to all of you for listening, for downloading, for subscribing. You make this a joy. You make this easy. You make this something that we look forward to doing. So shout out to um, my network. Shout out to Stephen Eli, the founders. Thank you for all you have done for not just vividly speaking, but for all of the podcasts on Connected. Thank you to, I like to thank my mama. Um, <laughs> no, really, it, it's a lot that goes into podcasting consistently and to hit 1 million downloads is beautiful. So thank you. And if you ever forget, you don't owe these people anything. You owe yourself everything you don't owe the world anything you owe yourself everything and sometimes doing nothing is the something that you need remember to rest remember to take breaks remember to be kind to yourself and always remember that I will fight anybody who tries to play with your mental health because I am that girl. So tell me where they live right now. (laughs) All right, y'all, we out. Bye.